Welcome into the best podcast available, Training Camp Edition. This is episode number two of our Training Camp coverage. I'm Jason Gibbs, alongside Nathan Zagura, our senior media broadcaster. No, that's right. You did it. Did I do it right? All right. Yeah, you actually did get it. I think you were trying to say correspondent because I, 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 like it I rolls I, off I was, the tip of your tongue. But then you came with broadcast. You actually nailed it. So congr- here we are. Listen, it's training camp. We're got to get ready for the season. And and now you've correctly titled me, which again, I don't know what the title means per se, but it's been the title for a long time. And so we'll go. Big luminaries walking by the BPA right now. Who just walked by? One of the owners of the Cleveland Browns, D. Hassan, walking by. This is what we're trying. This is it's big time stuff here. We're getting ready. We we are getting ready and getting closer to welcoming fans to training camp for the 2021 season that happens on friday the pads come on tuesday we're here to recap the first two days though that fans were not able to see but we were and able to take it in more of an acclimation period and really getting up to speed with how things are going to go but z uh it's one of those uh, to recap the last two days it was very businesslike like there was a little bit of joking around and a little fun but there was definitely a serious tone to just getting in it. And as coach Stefanski said, getting the work done. Yeah. And that's look, I think when you have a locker room full of the names and the players that the Browns do, they look around, they know this team has the talent to do something special. And then, you know, you've got the reigning coach of the year. So, you know, you have a coaching staff that's going to put you in a position to succeed. And so it's all about handling the business, the doing the work that needs to be put in to make sure that come, you know, games that matter come September the 12th against Kansas city. And even this team's thinking, yes, of course we want to be ready for that, but really it's about building as this season goes on. And it is about getting this team ready to, play meaningful football November, December, January, and hopefully into February. And so, yeah, it has been business-like. That's how the minicamp was as well. Uh, And I think that this is a team that's very comfortable in its own skin. It understands what it needs to do to achieve the goals that it has set for itself. And I think we're seeing these kind of first two steps here in these first two days of training camp very business-like, very efficient. And I think that's something fans are going to enjoy seeing how Kevin Stefanski runs his practice. It's just the efficiency of it all. Uh, But yeah, this is an acclimation period. The highlights of these first two days are seven on sevens. So that's where we're at right now in the 11 on 11s. It's very much a jog through. Uh, In fact, on the pass plays in the 11 on 11, they're just pointing. Okay, I would have thrown it here. I would have thrown it here. Not even throwing the football because people are really just jogging out there. It is a jog through. So uh, we've seen, I think if you take anything away from the first two days of camp, it's that Baker Mayfield is in command. He is in command of this offense. I think his media session uh, earlier today showed just how in command he is of just this offense, this team, the leadership, his maturity, his growth into his fourth season in the NFL. And so I think for the Browns, that's obviously a huge thing. It's hard to really get a chance to see too much out of this defense other than you can see that there's speed and talent everywhere on that defense. But Baker has been so sharp. He has looked so good. Uh, And Jarvis, you know, as he talked about earlier in the week, his health, he's looked tremendous and, and they've hooked up for some big plays. The speed of Anthony Schwartz is on display. I'd say the maturation, the development of Donovan Peoples-Jones has been on display. And then there's Odell, who looks better than anybody has any right to be looking coming off of an injury so recently. And and Baker said, like, no human recovers like this. But Odell does. He looks great. And they're being smart with it. You know, the first day, everybody did work. The second day, Odell, Chris Hubbard, Grant Delpit, JoJo Nats, and the four players coming off of real significant surgeries from the year before were all kind of given that day off to really, you know, ease back into things. And hopefully we'll see them out there again tomorrow when the fans are present. 
Speaking of JoJo Natson, he will join our Andrew Gribble in a BPA exclusive coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, the young man uh, from the Cle- from the Cleveland area down near Akron and working his way back from an injury last year, trying to make it in that wide receiver room and some insight into that wide receiver room that's pretty talented, uh, to say the least, and pretty competitive in terms of trying to make this team through that room. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look at the offense. You mentioned Baker Mayfield in command and doing all the right things, but uh, the the wide receivers really doing a nice job from a route running standpoint. You can tell guys have put in a lot of work in the off season, uh, especially Donovan Peoples Jones uh, for Mr. Schwartz. I, I think it's, it's on the job training and on the job learning, but uh, overall that group along with the tight end group, uh, you know, looking good and, and taking care of their business and doing what they need to do. Yeah, and look, when you're built on kind of the seven-on-sevens as kind of being the most competitive periods out there, it's going to feature pretty heavily the wide receivers and the tight ends. And yeah, Odell has looked excellent. Jarvis has been as good as I've seen him here with the Browns because he's healthy and you can see the speed and the ease with which he's getting in and out of his breaks. Hollywood is a consummate route runner. Now he missed day two, rolled his ankle a little bit in day one, uh, and hopefully he'll be back out there soon. It's not believed to be serious at all. Uh, and then you mentioned Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's really transformed his body, averaged over 20 yards a catch as a rookie, despite starting the season being inactive. Uh, and he's a guy that looks faster. He's somebody that if you say, can you buy stock in, in one of these receivers, uh, buy all the DPJ stock that you can. And, you know, Kaderil Hodge is back now. And you mentioned Schwartz, who had a bomb on day one, showing his speed and the danger that it presents. But, you know, that group is so, so talented. And they are also getting incredibly good coaching. Chad O'Shea is such an asset to this organization that it, it can't be overstated. You talk to anybody who played in the league, and they'll tell you one of the most important things to their development as young players or even as veterans to take that next leap it's the coaching they get from their position coach. And Chad O'Shea, we are very, very fortunate to have him here with the Browns. And I think you're seeing it in the way that that receiver room just continually gets better. Even a guy like a Jamarcus Bradley, who had to step in, remember, and start against the Jets uh, in that game when all the receivers were out. He's looking good and having a nice early start to camp as well. And then the tight ends, Hoops catching everything, as he always does. The Chief looks good and spry. Harrison Bryant's made some nice plays. Steve Carlson as well. And Drew Petzing doing a great job with that group. Um, and so, yeah, that's really what we've seen. And from the running backs, you know, we Nick Chubb's not running full speed out there in terms of the running plays. You're not seeing that out of Kareem. You're seeing them get involved in, in the pass catching game, as are you seeing Demetric Felton, that's who was the last pick. Yeah, the last pick for the Browns in this year's draft out of UCLA, you know, Pac-12 leader in all-purpose yardage as a returner, but was a running back and a receiver for them. And day one, he was doing position drills with the running backs. Day two, he did it with the receivers. And his ability to jump, cut, stop on the dime, I think he's somebody to keep an eye on because he's also going to be in special teams and he's doing anything he can to earn the trust of Mike Pree for somebody to keep an eye on. And Dearness Johnson, we haven't gotten to see him yet. Congratulations to him on the birth of his child, uh, but he'll be back soon. Yeah, a lot of competition, and that's really where it is. And, and what the best part is, though, the, where, the area where there's zero competition is quarterback and Baker just looks just so comfortable, so in command of everything that's there. The ball is not hitting the ground. And as Kevin Stefanski told us on Brown's Day, look, it's an offensive drill. The ball's not supposed to hit the ground. Okay, but we've seen a lot of offensive drills in the past where the ball did hit the ground. And right now it just looks very much like a well-oiled machine going against what is a very, very talented defense. Speaking of that defense, as we switch sides of the football, um, 
I know a guy that you had mentioned a lot about over the first couple of days, and, and it's tough because defense you can't tackle. So, right. like, what do you got? What do you what do you not have? It's it's tough to read, but Tech McKinley has looked pretty darn good so far. Yeah, and some of those plays he's just exploded off the edge, and you'd say, okay, if this was real situation here, that's probably a sack. It's so hard to assess that, but you know, Tack as a newcomer has looked great. Anthony Walker Jr. Uh, has looked phenomenal in the middle of that defense, and some of the run fits, and also just kind of calling the defense, being the quarterback. And John Johnson told us, you know, he's going to be the guy with the green dot on the helmet uh, and calling that defense. And you just see everybody kind of feeding off Clowney on the first one today, first play in eleven on elevens would have been a for sure sack for Jadavian Clowney. So you're seeing some of these new guys come in and Billings and Malik Jackson and all making a little bit of an impact. It's so hard to tell. And even in the seven on sevens from the secondary perspective with Newsom, who's he, Greg Newsom looks good. I mean, his ability to kind of anticipate what's happening and mirror looks excellent at this early stage in his career. And, you know, Greedy's back and Grant worked day one, not day two. Uh, Troy Hill worked day one, not day two. He missed day two with an illness. But these guys, the speed that's back there, the playmaking ability, John Johnson, third, Ronnie almost had a pick today, Ronnie Harrison. It's just fun to see. It's so hard to gauge it at this point because as you're right, you're not tackling You're and, and they're being safe and seven on seven. If there's anything close, instead of going for the ball or making a play on the ball to try to dislodge it, you're pulling up. And, and that's part of what Kevin Stefanski wants. We're, we're here to protect each other and we're here to make sure we're healthy when this matters. We're not winning games here at the cross country mortgage campus, you know, on day two of training camp. So let's be smart, be safe. And you're seeing that, but I'm excited to see this defense when it's fully unleashed against somebody else. Were you surprised at John Johnson, the third's comments today uh, to the media about Walker jr. Being the, the, uh, the signal caller essentially for the defense, because it, it's something that John Johnson has done and, yep. and been quite good at. So I, that was something that just kind of per piqued my interest a little bit I wanted to know if it piqued yours yeah it definitely did because you know you think about the fact that we're going to play so many sub packages and and John Johnson feels to me like a guy that is going to be on the field for every play now Anthony Walker's clearly established himself in that linebacker room as a leader I mean you heard what Darius Leonard said about him when he left Indianapolis so this is a guy who's comfortable doing that racking up over 100 tackles calling the plays it's right in his wheelhouse. It'll, I'll be curious to see how that happens if in some of the sub packages, you know, he comes off the field. In some of these three safety sets, he might have one linebacker on the field. And, and you know, we haven't even seen Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa out there yet because he's on the COVID list. And, you know, that's somebody that I think you'd want to see play themselves into that role. So uh, it's not surprising because of his leadership. When you talk to him, you say this kid's so mature and, and he is a guy that has oozes leadership and oozes charisma from that standpoint. So I'm not surprised that they bestowed that honor on him already. And, and he's looked good. He kind of, I was saying earlier, he basically has Nick Chubb's body as a linebacker, which is, in, in my mind, that's a, that's a compliment. That's high praise. Nick Chubb is carved out of stone, and Anthony Walker Jr. looks great out there. And it's fun to watch him wearing number four. He's the, the only guy on the team that kind of has one of those new numbers, you know, those new single-digit numbers. Uh, and I expect big things out of him. They brought him in, and I think he's going to provide some real leadership in that young room where Taki's in great shape. Jacob Phillips added some muscle for sure and still looks fast. Mac looks faster than ever. You got the veteran Malcolm Smith in there. Um, Owusu-Koromo, and we get to see him. Elijah Lee. So it's, 
it's going to be fun. A lot of competition. I think defense side, so much competition. And that's really what's going to be kind of the story of the camp. I think seeing those guys gel and then the competition to either earn playing time at certain positions. And, and the two that jumped to mind would be, you know, linebacker, maybe corner with greedy and Troy Hill and Newsom for two spots. And then, you know, in the interior of the defensive line, but, and then to try to make this roster because there aren't that many spots up for grabs and there are a lot of darn good football players out there. Yeah. yeah. No question about it. Okay. So we've got two days down. We'll have practice on Friday, Saturday, Monday, and then the pads come out on Tuesday. So I get my question to you is over these next three practices, what are we going to see? Especially if you're a fan coming out uh, to training camp starting on Friday. Yeah, it's great that we're going to, first of all, we're going to have the fans here. And the Thank, person, the fans, Thank goodness. That's right. First time the fans have seen that Kevin Stefanski practice you know, out up close and personal. And that's going to be a lot of fun to see what that's like here uh, in Berea. And so I'm excited about that. I think we're going to start to ramp it up to where 11 on 11s while we won't be in pads. Maybe we're actually go moving with a little more pace and more, you know, simulation type in the 11 on 11s. Uh, Saturday is, is not only camp, it's the return of Browns Live. Myself and Ken Carmen will be hosting Browns Live this year. And so we'll bring you exclusive access and interviews for those who can't come to the Cross Country Mortgage Campus and be in person person will bring you in through Browns live. So that's going to be fun. I'm happy that that's back. Um, and then, you know, Monday, I'm guessing will be a lighter day. They'll get the day off Sunday. I bet Monday would be a lighter day. And then Tuesday, that's when we really start the work there uh, that Tuesday when the pads come on. Monday is always the, the first day back after the first day off is always an interesting one. Because it is. Come out sluggish. Things escalate quickly. Yeah. Sometimes tempers flare up maybe coaches temper flares up and, and people are running. I don't get the sense that's going to happen. I feel like this group understands what's at stake and, and the opportunity and the responsibility that comes along with that opportunity. I think, you know, if you guys haven't heard the interview I did with Kareem Hunt on Browns daily on Wednesday, I, I go listen to it because Kareem was, he's one of the few guys that a has had continuity on offense in his career and his time in Kansas city that was playing for a team with, you know, legitimate big time aspirations and now he's here with us and it means more. He's a, the local kid. Um, but he knows looking around the soccer room, just again, the talent, what can be accomplished and the fact that they all have to put in the work to make sure that they are able to capitalize on their talent and, and have the season because these things don't happen that often where you have this much talent, you have this great of a coaching staff, it's all here. And so they've got to put in the work and do the do as they say to take advantage of it. Yeah. They do the do 100%. Correct. All right. For more on the first two days of training camp, time out for our player profile and our player spotlight. Andrew Gribble, uh, co-host of the BPA, sitting down with our very own Jojo Natson, recovering from a major surgery and a major injury uh, in his own right and trying to work his way back onto this roster. Big time special teamer, obviously important uh, to Mike Prefer and his staff and a guy that trying to make a name for himself on this 2021 Cleveland Browns roster. Have a watch and have a listen. All right. Joining us now on the best podcast available is wide receiver and returner extraordinaire Jojo Natson. Jojo, what's it been like getting back on the field now and, and getting back with your team and, and doing a lot of football stuff that you haven't been able to do for a while? It's been, it's been really good, man. Just, uh, you know, coming back getting back together with the guys, especially coming back from, you know, my injury, just being around the guys, uh, just being in the locker room, being in the meeting rooms together. It's been, it's been great. Uh, when did you finally feel back to your, your normal self here 
in this recovery? Uh, I'll say about around like month eight, going into month nine of the recovery has been, that's when I start to kind of, you know, gain my confidence back and kind of feel, feel like myself again. And, you know, like I say, it was just more of a confidence thing and like month eight, month nine. And what was, what was the recovery like? Have you been through something like this before or was this all, all first time for, for you? Uh, it was first time for me, man. You know, I never been through uh, such injury like this, but it was, it was definitely, you know, um, I learned a lot about myself throughout the, the process. You know, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a grind to get back to where I'm at now. And, you know, I, I definitely embraced the journey. And, you know, it kind of it kind of made me a better person. Like I said, I learned a lot about myself, about my body throughout the process. So, it, you know, it was definitely a grind. Though. What was some of the specific things you learned? What, 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 what really well, happened uh, to When it comes to my body, just, you know, taking better care of my body. Also, uh, you know, some of the smaller muscles that I'd even, even though I had, you know, just kind of those muscles, uh, working those muscles and, I was just getting my mental right as far as uh, working on myself. You know, I had a lot of downtime, you know, watching the guys play last year. And I was recovering. So, you know, I, I, I was getting myself together as a, as, as a man, you know, and just just trying to better myself on and off, off the field. No, no guys, uh, different guys approach things different ways. How, what was your focus like after the injury? It happened week three against Washington. How did you stay dialed into what the team was doing, and and how did you go about watching games and, and things like that? Uh, well, you know, obviously I couldn't play, so I just I, I just rooted the guys on every week, and you know, stayed the course with with my process, and just just pretty much just took one day at a time. You know, I I kind of tried to look forward, look ahead, but. You know, sometimes you can't do that. You just got to take one day at a time. And that would pretty much help me out throughout my process. You know, I wanted to speed things up. But, you know, talking to some of the guys who've had this injury in the past, they just told me, you know, to take things step by step and one day at a time. And that kind of pretty much helped me throughout my process. How long did you go without fielding a punt during this process? Uh, i say, like, the first – like month six and a half, seven, that's when I kind of started getting acclimated with the football again. So about month seven, I'll say, is when I was able to like kind of throw the ball around again. Was it like riding a bike or did it take, uh, was there some rust to knock off there? Uh, You know, it, was, it had to knock a little rust off, but it was still in me though. I still, I still had it in me. What did it mean for you that, you know, going into March, uh, you had this unfortunate injury, but it, it seemed like the Browns and you were able to strike a deal real quick to, to bring you back. What did it mean to, to get that vote of confidence with this? It team? meant a lot, man. You know, coming off an injury like this, you know, you know, it, you don't really know what to expect. So I kind of just remained positive throughout the whole process. And, you know, uh, you know, God was willing to, you know, help me make, make me, help me out through this process and you know I'm just fortunate to was to I was fortunate to come back you know and now I'm just working just working hard man just trying to find my niche and and and, you know find my niche and try and make some plays for this team and what's that relationship like between you and coach Prefer? I know he he knows a lot about you and has talked highly about you in the past but what how's that grown (laughs) over this past year 
Oh uh, man, it's, it it seems to grow every day. Coach Preford, that's that's my guy. He uh he pushes me every day to be the to be the best, and his expectations is high. And you know, I and I tell myself I had to match those expectations. And every day, Coach Preford, he like I say, he pushes me to bring the best out of me. That's why that's why uh, you know I appreciate Coach Preford a lot. And um. Like I say, since day one, he's he's been he's going nothing but the best for me. So I'm just trying to work hard to you know accomplish some of those goals we have set up. What goes into a, a competition at training camp for punt and kick return? Because I know you guys don't do a ton of stuff at full speed, uh, but you, you got to show you're 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 the best guy for the job. What 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 goes into winning a competition like that, and, and how do you approach it? Uh, like you say, it's not it's not really too much we can show during. Training camp, I think, is more of a preseason thing. But uh, as far as practice and training camp, I'll just say, you know, just take advantage of each rep. And, you know, go hard every rep that you get. Uh, no matter what it is, maybe it's just fielding a punt, fielding a kick. I just try and go hard every chance I get. And how much of an emphasis has it been for you guys just to for this team to be better on special teams? I know that's that's something that, that Coach uh, Preve has preached big a lot. Emphasis, big emphasis. Uh, Coach Preve, like I told you, he he always going to have high expectations for us as a group. And, um, you know, he, he pushes us hard to, to meet those expectations. So it's definitely the expectations for this year is very high. And um, we look forward to accomplishing the goals that we have set out for each other. Uh, as a group and, you know, me and Coach Prefer's expectation. From, from your perspective, what's it been like to see on one side of the ball, the offense bringing almost everyone back and you got that continuity and then on the defensive side of the ball, just a, a oh, whole lot of talent. That's, that's big. That's big. Just keeping the, keeping the family and the group together. That's, that's really big. You know, we all has built relationships with each other and for us to, you know, keep it going with another year being together, bonded. That's really big. And I know we've talked with Greedy and Grant about the the bond they had off the field last year going through the injuries. Was that something you were able to be a part of as well with guys that were struggling with these tough injuries? Oh, uh, yeah. I, uh, me and Chris Hubbard kind of was – me and Chris Hubbard had that deal because we kind of was the only two uh, rehabbing at the facility. So me and Chris Hubbard, we, uh, we, we built a good relationship. And, uh, like, it was kind of different with those guys because a lot of guys was rehabbing different places. So – but I'll say me and Chris Hubbard, we built a, a pretty good relationship, especially uh, we both had knee injuries. So. And when you tell people about what you went through, what's something people don't know about the recovery from a from an ACL? seems like so many athletes go through it, but we it, it, we just assume, we assume you're back grind. in a year. Yeah. It's a grind. I can tell you that because, you know, someday you're going to have days when you're up, you're going to have days when you're down. And it's all about, you know, trusting the process, man, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think of it like that. You know, the first couple months out of the out of the surgery, but you know, after you know the back end of the re recovery, I just started to trust the process, and you know, it's, it, like I said, it's a grind. But you know, we we made it this far. I mean, it's it's, it's not until a giant. And we saw you doing a lot of those jet sweeps and things like that in training camp last year. Is that something that's still a, 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 a an area where you can help out this team? Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. And just looking at the, the expectations, we've heard about it from Kevin Stefanski. I mean, this is a team with high expectations. How has he preached that to you guys, and how, how's it being received? 
Uh, it's been received really well. You know, all the guys definitely buying in to Coach Tavaski. Since day one, he's been our coach. Uh, we all know what he's about, and he knows what we all about. And, you know, we have nothing but respect for Coach. And like I say, his expectations is high. And we, uh, you know, we all working hard towards towards that. And we all got, you know, a goal. And I got to ask you this. I know in the offseason, you got two of your former teammates on this roster as well. And, and Troy and John Johnson too. I mean, what what kind of players are those guys that can help out this team? Oh uh, man, when I when I heard we signed those guys, I was excited. Those, both of those guys, man, those, they some they some ballers. They some ballers. So I definitely look forward to seeing them come over here and make some plays. They definitely some ballers. And, and then looking ahead to the preseason, you said winning a competition is huge with what you do in these preseason games. How how exciting is it that you get a normal preseason this year for, for a guy like you that's that's in a, in a oh, big competition? I'm, I'm me. A guy like me most definitely looking for preseason. You know, coming off this injury, I, I feel like I got a lot to prove. And, you know, uh, I think these preseason games will be will be real good for me to go out there and uh, prove that. So I, it's definitely big compared to last season. You know, a lot of guys didn't really get the opportunity to show, show what they can do. But this year is going to be good now that we got some preseason games. Well, JoJo, thank you so much. Uh, I know it's early in training camp, so the, dry, the grind really hasn't fully started. But uh, you seem pretty locked in. So so good luck the rest of uh, August, and, and we'll see you out there. All right, thanks again to JoJo Natson. Browns fans, make sure you check out all of our episodes of the best podcast available throughout training camp. Log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcast and make sure to like and subscribe today. You can also watch all of our episodes online at youtube.com slash Browns. Thank you to Browns wide receiver Jojo Natson. Thank you to Jeff McDaniel, Keith Mollahan for all of their hard work. For Jason Gibbs, I'm Andrew Gribble. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening to the best podcast available.